Diffuser. Everybody stand by and action. The home of alternative and independent rock and roll. Diffuser is the place where music fans come to talk. Join the conversation. This is Diffuser Radio. Diffuser Radio. All right, episode number two. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Chuck Armstrong. I am the uh, editor-in-chief of Diffuser, and I'm very excited about this episode of Diffuser Radio as it is all about South by Southwest. We had the opportunity to chat with Ben Otwell of Gomez about his new solo album and what South by uh, means to him, his history, Gomez's history, uh, and it's very interesting getting the artist's perspective on this massive music festival, which, if you don't know, is celebrating its 29th year it's kind of hard to believe. And during the interview, uh, you might hear some rumblings, just FYI. That's because we were hanging out in the basement of City Winery in New York City, and uh, the subway sits right on top of us. Before we get to that interview, though, uh, we've got a great roundtable about all things South by Southwest. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Diffuser, where we don't just cover the news, we are the news. This is the Diffuser Roundtable. You've already heard from me. My name is Chuck, and I am the editor for Diffuser, and uh, I am very excited for this Diffuser Roundtable as we dive into all things South by Southwest. Uh, But before we jump in, let me introduce everyone so that you can put a name to a voice. First up, as always, is Diffuser's senior editor, Tim Karen. Hey, guys. I'm calling from Pittsburgh today. Right on. Thank you, Tim. After that, we have uh, Jillian Mapes, the music editor for FlavorWire, as well as a contributor to Pitchfork and Vulture, and uh, previously she was an editor at Billboard. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Jillian, where are you calling from today? Uh, I'm in New York. Awesome. And uh, rounding out this conversation is Jay Edward Keyes, the former editor-in-chief of Wondering Sound. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I am in Brooklyn, New York today. Awesome. And I am uh, calling from the west side of New York City, so... Um, now, depending on when you download this episode of Diffuser Radio, we may be smack dab in the middle of South By or uh, things may be wrapped up. But regardless, it's hard to believe and pretty impressive uh, that this marks the 29th year of the Austin, Texas Festival. And so, guys, the first question I'd like to pose to you is, I know, I will admit it, it's a loaded one, uh, but with nearly three decades under its belt, what do you think it is about South by Southwest that has this lasting impact and this importance? I feel like I sort of ask myself that question every year. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like at this point, it's got kind of the shorthand of uh, spring break for adults uh, in a way. And I, I feel like, uh, you know, it, the legend at this point has become on par with something like Coachella, where it's just become something that you have to do if you love music. And in a more optimistic uh, point of view, I mean, if you really take advantage of everything that's on offer, you can see bands from all over the world in the space of one week if you really kind of go out of your way to do that and and avoid the buzz and just see interesting stuff. And uh, just to make sure nobody's getting arrested, right? Just heard some sirens in the background. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's just another day in Brooklyn. Yeah, just another day. All right. It's, it's funny to hear you talk about um, people going sort of uh, all out in terms of seeing lots of bands, Joe, because I know that's your strategy. And just uh, no, having seen you at Past South By, I'm tired just thinking about all the bands you see. Um, <laughs> for me, I, I think that, I mean, yes, there is that appeal of, of 
getting to see all these bands that could possibly be coming up and you know uh you could be talking about them a year from now two years from now even like six months from now whatever but i also think it's changed its purpose in a big way and i think south by is more for brands than it is for bands i mean it's still important for bands but they're only still going there because brands are continuing to support the festival and put money into it and, and make it have, it still exist. Um, so I think, yeah, I think for brands, it's really important in terms of seeming cool and sort of seeming relevant in the music space. And I, I do wonder what the big draw is for bands who are already known. Yeah, I mean, the way I kind of see it is that it's it's a very it's 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 so different from something like Bamboozle or Coachella because for a band, you know, you're going to be getting in front of all of those eyes by going there. It's a certainty. But South by is more or less just like it's a it's a miniature version of just saying like here this is this will be New York City for a week. You can come yeah. and bring your band and just try everything, and it's just the exact same thing. I mean, you could come and put all your money into getting there and not play in front of anybody. It's just a matter of just kind of being where the whole industry is and then just taking your shot there and then you know it's just like having a, a baseball player with in the minors with scouts everywhere you know and jay uh you know you had mentioned um that if you kind of get past the buzz of south by you know you can do a lot you can see a lot of bands uh when you say the buzz of south by what do you mean i get sort of sick of going to austin with a checklist of bands that I know I'm capital S supposed to see that week. Cause nine <laughs> times out of 10, they're not bands I'm super interested in, or they're, they're bands that I've seen before, or will have plenty of opportunities to see in New York. I mean, for me, the best show I saw last year was I went to the global fest showcase and saw this cumbia punk band from uh, Argentina who I am never going to see in New York. And they were awesome, but I get so burned out on the lead up to South by Southwest already knowing who people are going to be talking about after South by Southwest. It's like, why even have the week or, or yeah. the, the sense of right. adventure is gone. Yeah. And it's the, a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, like it's like we already decide who is going to be the star of the South mm -hmm. by before we even go down. Right. Yeah. And Jillian, part of that I, I would say is uh, to your point of brands being bigger, right? All of the showcases are yeah. branded and, and you know, you download all these different apps and whatever you gear up for the festival weeks before it starts because of all this promotion, which is a good and bad thing. You know, there's obviously good things to it. Um, but uh, I, I would say in the last couple of weeks, you know, now that we're in the middle of South by uh, the, the topic <laughs> of brand discussion has been squarely focused on McDonald's. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the idea there is what, that they have a showcase that they invited a band to play, uh, but they didn't want to pay them. Right. Which is, you know, there are a lot of uh, brands that do that, but not brands that make billions of dollars every year. So I think people are feeling a little bit like, you know, the artist fees when you play South by are very minimal if they exist at all. They they are much smaller than people get paid to just pay, play their own headlining show or even a support act on a big show. And, uh, you know, the idea is exposure. Uh, but for McDonald's, who clearly has money to have a – their event is ridiculous. There's, like, uh, all these uh, weird stations and free food and Wi-Fi and all these sort of, like – they're trying to make it seem like a lounge. So clearly they have put money into the event. And I think it's pretty, pretty ridiculous to not pay the band when it's a show. 
And that's a fair point. And like you said that, uh, it, you know, it, it happens. Bands play for free or bands play for the exposure. It's a little different when you have a, the, the backing of a brand at a showcase. Um, but, you know, talking about that exposure and Tim, you had mentioned this with uh, it being basically like, you know, being in the minor league and with scouts coming to watch you play. Uh, there are just hundreds if not thousands of journalists and labels and publicists going to this event and then thousands obviously thousands of fans going to to uh, south by to catch all of these different bands and you know all these bands playing a million different venues uh from sun up to sundown for for six days uh there really is nothing like that as far as exposure goes so when you look at something like south by from the band's perspective i mean that exposure is almost priceless Oh, definitely. I mean, it really, I mean, it just, it's, it's the social event of the season. You know, it's like, you just, you got to be there if you want to, if you're, if this is the year that you're coming up and if, if things are coming together for you right now, I mean, it, it's detrimental to you not to be there. Um, but really it is, it's exactly what you put into it. It depends on the showcases you're playing. It depends on just who shows up, who's paying attention, how drunk everybody is, just, you know, <laughs> what assignments people have to do. Because I mean, you know, yeah, there are all these journalists there, but mm. I mean, most of them are, are have their own agenda, <laughs> you know, that, that has little to do with breaking one band, and they have to be in a position where that person could, could break one band. So, like everybody said, I think that yeah, like a lot of it is already predetermined. You you know who the it bands are going to be. Um, it's really it's just it's a networking event, you know. It's 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 I think more of it happens off stage. You know, it's about just making all those connections and sitting in hotel rooms and getting drunk with people and 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 just you know getting ingrained into the into the culture that, that that's there at the time but i think it's fleeting you know because i can't really remember <laughs> i can't remember what bands i saw at which south by you know i remember memorable performances but never do i never think like wow that band owned owned south by that year you know yeah and so you know i, th- I think it's important too to, to remember like the four of us we're talking about this uh from our perspectives of being journalists, being in the industry, you know, you know, from that perspective. But for a fan, I mean, fans are paying money for a music wristband. So if you're a fan going to South by, you know, what's your experience like? Because you're not, you know, you probably don't have maybe uh, the, the same perspective as we do. I mean, to that point really quickly, I have to wonder if, if you're not in the industry, if you're even getting into those shows. I mean, yeah, I remember yeah. last year during the day, Uh, when badges and wristbands don't matter, just the day parties, I couldn't get into anything. And so if you're doing that during the day and at night and you're a fan and you're not in the industry and you don't have a badge and you don't have a wristband, I I wonder if you leave Austin really frustrated. Yeah, I thought that all the time. I just thought there's no way that I would ever be able to do this as a fan financially, but also just, yeah, like logistically, I think that you, you, you might have a ticket to a show and maybe not even be able to get into it. And it's really just like finding which specific shows you want to go to that week and then just hoping you can get into them. And it's not that different from the rest of the, of the year, except that all those bands are there right then. So it's been mentioned, you know, breaking bands and, and, and bands emerging from South by, uh, from past South by Southwest festivals. Have there been any bands that, uh, you know, maybe you didn't see them, but just uh, with hindsight, who you've seen emerge from the festival thanks to, thanks to South by? See, not really. Not on, I mean, <laughs> maybe not for me. You know, because everybody, everybody's South by experience is so specifically catered to them. You know, uh, it, you go to a thousand shows a day, or you maybe go to one show a day. And I mean, it. It's so hard to, I think, come up with a, a consensus. Like I said, when you have like a Lollapalooza where all those eyes are on the same bands, it's one thing. But right. it's really just kind of like a 
just a regular week with a lot of bands. And I could sit here and say, James McMurtry, who just had a new album out a month ago, is going to have an exceptional experience at South mm. by Southwest. And Jillian, you're probably sitting there thinking, who the hell is James McMurtry? <laughs> and, and, and you're right, Tim, it, it is very uh, catered to you know your specific taste to your specific i mean to what genres you listen to because it's just all over the place and then to everyone's point um to what shows you can get into (laughs) yeah i mean i think there's a huge problem with uh especially in the free shows you know just i get that people from around austin especially um anyone in the radius who's on their spring break is going to come and you can go to so many shows and see so many great bands without having any sort of access so i think sometimes you get into trouble because uh sometimes the people with the badges uh who think that they're very vip uh don't necessarily mix with the people who are trying to the people who are trying to be fans essentially so it's created this interesting dynamic at least at the i've seen at at the non-official so uh all cards on the table this will be i'm I'm headed to south by uh so if you've downloaded this i'm at south by Uh, and if you're listening uh afterwards i just wrapped up south by uh for the first time ever um so i want to be uh you know, I, I'm as prepared as as I guess I could be with schedules and whatever. But um, as a music fan, I'm really excited just for the access to all of these different artists on different stages at different venues. Uh, but I guess I know that each of you, in my eyes, uh, are somewhat experts in this field because you've been there, you've experienced it, you've immersed yourself in uh, in Austin, Texas, uh, in mid March. So for me, or for anybody listening who has never been to South by who, or who has always wanted to go to South by and maybe in 2016, uh, they'll be able to make it work. What is like, do you have like one tip or one thing that if you do something, you got to make sure you do this. Or if you want to try to sneak into a show, this is how you do it. I mean, let's start with you, Jay. Do you know, do you have any, uh, any, any tips for me as a, as I get ready for South by, or as I'm at South by? Uh, I would say be at either Beerland or Hotel Vegas as much as possible, um, especially Hotel Vegas during the day when Burger Records takes it over. They always have a really kind of cool, uh, interesting lineup. Beerland, same thing at night. And uh, keep an eye out for the Global Fest showcase that they have every year because they book bands from all around the world. And it's it's always amazing. I go every year. So Perfect. those are my, my shorthand tips. Awesome. I have written them down and hopefully I have already experienced them by the time you hear this. <laughs> Jillian, how about you? Um, I would say uh, you can make a schedule and you can have an idea of what you want to do, but your, your plan is going to get screwed up a million times a day because you're not going to get into what you thought you'd get into or you're not interested in it, it turns out, or it's just not for you. So I think you really have to embrace the spirit of spontaneity if you go down there and not... Uh, feel like you need to stick to some schedule. I would definitely talk to people and see what they're going to and um, go to a couple of things that people are keep talking about if they were on your schedule anyway. And Tim? Uh, I'm not sure what kind of shoes you have, but <laughs> the, the most comfortable shoes. I think I bought two pairs of shoes while I was there one year. Um, you're just... Uh, there's that, <laughs> but um, aside from that, yeah, I think that what Jillian said. I mean, you're you can make all the plans you want. Uh, your day is not going to shape up like that at all. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but also, you know, just be on the lookout for some of the things that are uh, 
just a little bit off the beaten path. Like I, I, I think that the, the things that kind of do stick out for me thinking back are like I saw Andy Hall from Manchester Orchestra. He has a side project called Right Away Great Captain. And at the last minute one year, he just played in a church somewhere. And that was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen. And I, I didn't think I don't think that it was really hyped up or I didn't really hear about it. I just heard somebody was going there. I went there and so just kind of, yeah, just let yourself also look out for whatever the big secret thing is. I think that every year I, I mentioned to you yeah. once before, I saw uh, Metallica at Stubbs, which is a, a, a tiny stage for a band like that. And uh, every year there'll be something like that. And there'll be rumors by the time you get there. But right. Make that a priority. <laughs> Perfect. And and this is good advice every year for South by. So we will hold on to this uh, for future uh, festivals. Before we wrap up, guys, we're coming up on, on the end. But before we wrap up, just real quick, I want to hear from each of you who you think will be one of the artists who might be one of the most buzzed about at South by this year. Jay? Uh, I hope it's either Sheer Mag or Girlpool. Uh, both of them have a lot of buzz going in and both of them are tremendous live. Awesome. Jillian? Um, you know, I think it's going to be this nice trifecta of uh, Torres and Waxahachi and Courtney Barnett, sort of women. Uh, I hate to say like women in rock and lump them together, but they all have records coming out in the next couple months that are all fantastic. So, uh, yeah, definitely catch all of them. Awesome. And Tim? Yeah, I think something similar. I think uh, maybe just a more of an emphasis on singer-songwriters as opposed to full bands. I think that somebody like uh, Matthew E. White could be somebody um, that uh, this could be a good year for him. For sure. And my, my pick is Courtney Barnett, but I also think, you know, talking about singer-songwriters, I think Brandy Carlisle is going to have a good uh, appearance. She's doing this unplugged session at the Presbyterian Church, but like when I say unplugged, I mean no microphones, no cables, no amps or anything like that. So it should be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, everything we say now, if we talk to, if we have this roundtable a week after South by Southwest, I know that we'd all have different opinions. Uh, but guys, I thank you so much for your time. Jay Edward Keys, Jillian Mapes, and Tim Karen, thank you so much for this roundtable. This is Diffuser, hosted by editor in chief Chuck Armstrong. All right, uh, so my name's Chuck. I'm the editor of uh, Diffuser. Yep. And I'm very excited to chat with you, Ben Otwell, here at a City Winery in New York City. That's right, yeah. Um, how long have you been in New York? I've been in New York for about just over 24 hours now. All yeah, right, yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. Come, uh, do you come to New York a lot? A couple of times a year. Yeah, yeah I'm here just, you know, whenever there's a gig. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I get told to come play. That makes play. sense, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, congrats on Rattlebag. Thank you. Thanks second second solo album, right? Second solo record, yeah. How does it feel to have it out to your fans? It's really good. I mean, it's been a it's been quite a long process because I did I, I crowdfunded kind of to get you know get the get the cash together to do it and um, get it made and so you know that took a little while and then after that to get it on a kind of general release you know yeah, um, yeah. just yeah it takes a while you know but yeah it, it does feel really good. Yeah, so when you put an album out like this mm-hmm. and you're done with it, you know, it's, it's out. Yeah. How much do you personally kind of reflect on it or are you just looking ahead? I don't listen to it now. No. You know, I, <laughs> I mean, every so often it'll be on or I'll play it to my kids, you know, if they want to hear it. But it's basically I I play it live, you know. So I'm sure, like, the songs now are different in some way, you yeah. know. So you, I don't know. I mean, I, you spend a lot of time listening to it when you're making it. That almost, <laughs> yeah. 
you get a yeah when you get too kind of critical of it you know <laughs> no yeah but, absolutely. but yeah no it's yeah I, you know it, yeah it, it's good though I, I, I enjoyed it I enjoyed making it a hell of a lot um, probably I had a real feel when I was in the studio because we made it very quickly in like five days in Los Angeles with um, producer Will Golden and um now the vibe was great the whole time. It was really, it felt, it, it felt, it's the most fun I've had in the studio since those early Gomez records. It's very spontaneous, right. very, you know, a lot of creativity going around. So how did you really approach that differently than, than your solo debut? Um, we were in a better studio, which was good. <laughs> we, uh, we, you know, we thought about it a bit more, um, could Will produce the first one as well. Um, I mean, the, the songs for the first one were, I'd had them lying around a long time. There were songs that kind of fallen through the cracks of the Gomez sure. thing, you know, that some of those songs were like eight years old, you know, so. But this, they were written very much, you know, within like a 12 month right. time frame, and they, uh, yeah, so we, we, what we did was, which I thought was great and a great way of doing it, we went on, on tour before we recorded. So we did like two or three weeks on the road and, you know, that just enabled us. That's that's why it only took five days, you know, because we, we kind <laughs> yeah. of, you know, we knew what we were doing immediately right. when we went in. Yeah. Well, and like you said, you had twelve months, kind of. Yeah, exactly. To work it out. Yeah. Before you entered the studio. Yeah, it was good. It was good. And uh, I mean, obviously, you approach this differently than Gomez, right? Because Gomez is a bit more collaborative with other people. Yeah, I mean, I, it's always collaborative, you know. Yeah. I mean, down to you know, a lot of these songs are co-written. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was the boss basically, which isn't <laughs> yeah. always the case in Gomez. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> does that feel good? Do you yeah, enjoy it? Yeah, it does feel good. Yeah, it feels very good. But it's probably a bit of a burden too sometimes. It right? can be, but it's good. It's a good kind of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, so you as a solo artist, you're mm -hmm. gearing up for an appearance at South by. Yep, that's right. Yeah. This is not your first time at South by. Southwest. No, my, this will be my fourth time. Fourth yeah. time. Yeah. Previously, all with Gomez. All with Gomez. Yeah. yeah. So. This is, I think, South by's 29th year. It, really? Which is, yeah, which is hard to That's, believe it's been around that long. Okay, so I first went there, <laughs> I think, in 2000, no, 1999. Oh, wow, okay. I was first there, so, yeah, not quite, that was, yeah, it was quite a lot different then. How important is it to you to uh, to play South by? Like, is that something that's on your radar? Absolutely, yeah. yeah um, you know, it, it's done Gomez a lot of favor. I, I actually... Matt Will there as well. I mean, this is the thing about oh, the place. Wow. Everybody's okay. there, you know. Um, uh, yeah, it's the biggest music conference there is. So, right. And, yeah, I met Will there, um, and he produced the record, you know, and things right. like that. It's just a place where you can make those kind of connections and, yeah, kind of see him through. And it's important to Gomez's history, right? Absolutely, yeah. Can you, can you walk listeners through that? Well, I mean, I... I'm not sure kind of specifically, but we, you, you know, kind of, but we've, I mean, Austin is one of our, you know, if, if, you, if we were to name like, you know, kind of 10 places that are kind of Gomez places, you know, that Austin would be among them. Like it's one of sure. our little homes, you know. Yeah. So, and that, and, and that has come through, you know, playing surf by oh. a few times and, and, you know, kind of building up like a local thing there and, you know, it's just, there's just so much going on there. Yeah, and you know, behind the scenes, it's uh, I think for artists, for journalists, for press, 
there's obviously this whole different environment, right? Like you said, you can yeah. meet everybody, you can yeah. network. But for a fan, you get the opportunity to see one of your favorite bands in a very intimate setting or discover hundreds yeah, of Yeah, well, I mean, this, the discovery thing, I yeah. think, is the main is the main thing, you know. Yeah. It's just, it, it really is just around, you know, literally walk around a corner and just find something great that you've <laughs> right. never heard before, you yeah. know, and just... If you can get in, you know. But, well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, no, it's very much people. like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you nervous to enter South by as a solo artist? Yeah, it's going to be different. Yeah, it's going to be different. Um, obviously, with Gomez as the whole kind of, it's not just as the whole infrastructure and people like telling you where to be and where to go, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. But right now, you're the yeah, boss. Now, yeah, so I can't <laughs> perhaps drink as much as I have done previously. On, yeah. <laughs> Do you have uh, any advice for bands playing South by Southwest this year, next year, 10 years from now? Just, I don't know, just be good. Just be <laughs> as good as you can be. Yeah. You know, it, it really is that simple, I think. What, uh, I don't know if you've heard this, this has kind of been the talk uh, amongst music websites, um, this whole McDonald's thing at South by. No, I've not heard about so that. So they're, they're a big sponsor of South by Southwest. Right. They have their own showcase and really? they ask this band to play but yeah. not pay them. Right. So then this band kind of publicly wrote this letter in defense of why they should get paid. Right. Um, I'm curious if you have ever ran into that where... I've never done a gig in McDonald's, no. <laughs> <laughs> never, yeah. Good, yeah. and yeah. Not, nothing yeah, planned yeah. for 2015. No, no, no. no they, I mean, they've not approached me, so you know, I can't right, say yeah. for definite. But, yeah, but chances but, are they won't pay you if they the, do. So. Yeah, and they're not even offering them like free meals or anything. Well, no. they might be offering yeah. them free food now. Yeah. <laughs> if you can call it food, right. So yeah. when you go to, right, yeah. <laughs> if you go to, uh, when you go to South By, do you immerse yourself in everything or do you kind of, player show and then I try to I mean the thing is um, about it is that you, I think you it's very hard to make plans that you know you can have kind <laughs> yeah. of a like a schedule of what you know look at the thing and say well I want to see that and that I'm going to meet this person here a lot of that just collapses when you get there because right. you just kind of get carried along in the current of things you know <laughs> and it's it, yeah it's exciting in that way it's you know you kind of get swept along with it and it, it's impossible not to really right yeah so when you're done with South by, what's happening? In I've your got world? a UK tour coming up. Um, I've got some uh, festival appearances in, in yeah. the UK, and yeah, just gigs and you yeah. know, do some writing. Yeah. So you do some writing. You're already thinking about solo album number three. Yeah, I mean, the Gomez thing. I don't know what's happening. Really. Yeah. It's yeah. We we may play. We we just did some shows in November. Um, a couple of shows, but yeah. Do you no chat with those guys? Yeah, well, two of them live, you know, just around the corner from right. me in Brighton. So, and the other guys live in the states, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One in Brooklyn, just that's right. Yeah. yeah. So when you're in New York, do you get together? Yeah, I'm going to see him tomorrow. He's just had a kid, so that's, that's coming good. <laughs> so that's yeah. a little different. Yeah, 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 exactly. So there's not there's there's not like there's this uh, silence between you. No, in the, in the interim. no, no, nothing at all like that. I think just not sure what's happening. Well, we, I think. I mean, we've spent a lot of time in confined spaces together, you know, so definitely the space, no, you know, there was no acrimony or anything, but it's just like that, it's like a family thing, you know. Yeah. And we decided we were going to take a break, and then it's like, well, does it feel like we've had a break, you know? And I think perhaps now we're starting to kind of miss it and want to do it again, but, yeah. you know, it's, it's only been 
it's like been a couple of years, but it doesn't feel like that, you know, it right. doesn't feel that long at all. So. But when you're on tour, when you have your own time and you're writing, yeah. you write with Ben Otwell in mind, yeah. not Gomez I just write songs. I, yeah. I mean, you know, that's it's never, I never kind of think, I never write to kind of to a task, you know? Sure. I just, I just write and whatever comes out. Sometimes, I mean, most of the time it's terrible. <laughs> but I guess discarded quite quickly, you know? And, and uh, yeah, so. How yeah. was your, uh, how was the experience with Indiegogo? You had mentioned that earlier. Uh, it was good. Album. Yeah, it was really good. Um, they, yeah. Um, it worked, you know. I have a lot of empathy for distributors there. Yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> mailing involved and creation. Of, you oh, know, yeah. I mean, yeah. when you say you're the boss, that really... Yeah, yeah, Doing yeah, something yeah. like Indiegogo so, which I didn't really... That's, that's the one thing I didn't kind of anticipate quite so much. Yeah. Um, but no, it was good. It was a good experience. Did you ever feel vulnerable doing something like that? Um, no, not, no, not particularly. Asking fans, you know? Not really. I mean, I, you know, I think it's a pretty kind of direct... People know what they're going to get, especially... I think because I'd already done so, I reckon they know, you know, it was people who know me, you right. know, and yeah, hopefully kind of trust me a little, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. true, um, you have a, a bit of a history. And I mean, it was good in the sense that I, I was able to, like, establish a direct connection with those fans that was outside of the band, you know. Right. Um, well, and if I'm a fan and I, I want to support you, I'll go to a record store and buy your record. Yeah. But if you give me the opportunity to mm-hmm. kind of get on the ground floor or something, yeah, it exactly. seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, I, I understand the kind of criticisms. No, I can see it, you know, but yeah. I, I didn't really feel them when I was doing it, you know. As an artist who plays Europe and the States and who lives in Europe, yep. who visits the States, um, do you see a difference in the fans that you play for? Uh, the States is interesting because it isn't one place yeah. you know it's different place to place and it's right. di- you know um, I don't know it doesn't it doesn't affect the way I play you know I mean yeah. people um, I think there's a ge- there's a general kind of rule that American crowds whoop and holler a lot more <laughs> <It's>, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah I've noticed that yeah but really Texas you know specifically. Yeah. yeah but um but yeah, it's it's there's not. I don't know, particularly with the solo thing. Like people, it's kind of similar. You know, people listen quite attentive, and it's, which is yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, you appreciate that kind yeah, of yeah, absolutely intimate yeah. setting. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. So it's, it's harder work, but it's good. Yeah. So is there any uh, timeline on this the potential third album of yours? Or are you just writing in the meantime? I'm just writing. Yeah, yeah we'll see. We'll see where it goes. That's good. Yeah. Um, what's wh- I'm always curious because I'm a big uh, I'm a big fan of like the physical product of yep. music. And the first time I saw the album cover, it definitely stood out to me. It's very stark. Yeah. Um, what's the story behind this? It's I just wanted to do. I love this kind of. It's like a Mexican papercut, and it actually is. It is a papercut. It's like a twelve-inch. Oh wow! Yeah, so I had it done so it would be a record, you know, like an LP sleeve. And like Gomez, would always kind of shied away from Mexican imagery because we've, you know, we. I think it's obvious. It's kind of too obvious for Banco sure, Gomez, yeah. but I've always loved the stuff. So it was almost <laughs> like an opportunity to do it. And yeah. the artist is a good friend of mine who did it, and she, she's also Amy Williams, and she also loves this kind of thing so you know we just we just put it together and there's kind of elements of the record in there and you know 
um, yeah, it kind of, I don't think the record's really finished until you've got the artwork, and then they, yeah. it kind of ties it together, you know. Definitely. So, yeah. So uh, if fans want to find out more about this album, more about your European tour or what's going on at South By, where can they uh, find that info? Uh, BenartWell.com, Facebook, BenartWell, um, yeah. So I'm there, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I should just mention the showcase as well. Yeah, please do. So yeah, on the nineteenth, it's Ten Oak. Is that right? Ten Oak. Yeah, and I, I'm on it. Um, it's the End Records yes. thing. Yeah, and uh, I think I'm on at eleven. Okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, and they can find that info. Yeah, at benoutwell.com. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, man. Thank you. I'm a big fan. I love this album. I. Uh, Thanks. Do you have any more music videos planned? You know, Diffuser premiered. Uh, no planned at the video. moment, but yeah, I know. Yeah, thanks <laughs> we for that. Really yeah, it's really good that. that video. Yeah, that's. Um, it wasn't her either. It was a different. Oh really? Paper cut artist. <laughs> yeah. You really do love it. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. But nothing planned nothing, for the nothing for the future planned, right now. No, but I'll, I'll yeah I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. Awesome, Ben. Well, thank you so much cool. for your time, man. Thanks a lot, man. Diffuser. And that wraps up this edition of Diffuser Radio. We can't do this without you, so thank you for reading, thank you for downloading, thank you for listening. Until next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Diffuser Radio. Make sure you stay up to date with everything happening in the world of alternative and indie rock at diffuser.fm. Until next time, don't follow the leaders, watch the parking meters. Come on.